You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Abundant grace and mercy and peace are yours this day in Christ Jesus who calls us to new life. So have you heard about the WIIFM <laughs> epidemic? It's really widespread, affecting all ages, every ethnic group, every economic stratus. What does it do? It kind of, it kind of blinds people, but blinds them only partially. And also causes deafness, but only partially. But the worst effect of it, it it prevents people from experiencing the full, beautiful life that God wants for them. And it might be affecting you without you realizing it. So, what am I talking about? It's not a radio station. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? As that question and the idea behind it kind of permeates us, we are missing out on God's plan. But when it's there, it colors everything. It color, colors our, our, our values that we hold. It covers our, our uh, plans and purposes, our words, our relationships, um, what we do with our resources. It, it affects all kinds of things. So, think about that as we're looking at our gospel reading for today. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and and sending them forth. And what he shares are very unsettling words, very harsh words, challenging words. It seems like he has not read how to win friends and influence people. (laughs) You know, in presidential campaigns, you know, you give promises. uh, A chicken in every pot was a famous one for many years ago. Uh, Happy days are here again. Jesus' words almost are like to push people away. So what we're going to look at is, is four challenging words that Jesus sets forth for us to deal with because we also are disciples who are hearing him speak to us. But then also four comforting and motivating words that he speaks to us as well. May God help me. So let's get into it. Number one for the hard, challenging words. Did you catch this? Did did this strike you when I read it? Jesus says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. 
Oh. What about the Advent thing when we talk about the Prince of Peace? I've come to bring a sword, not peace. Strange words from the Prince of Peace. What's going on? So he's bringing peace, but how people respond to that gospel of peace, that message of peace, divides people. Because some receive it, and some want no part of it. So he says, for I come to set a, a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Strong words. He also said, he was not for me, is against me. So he's saying, are you coming to me for just a, a warm, fuzzy feeling? Are you wanting to make me just a, just a little part of your life that you can park in a kind of convenient place? Are you asking what's in it for me? See, what's underneath this? He's saying, following me makes all the difference in the world. It must, because who I am. It's not just a nice supplement. Strong word. It gets worse. Secondly, he says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Oh, Jesus is really pushing the envelope here, isn't he? These are our closest bonds. What parent among us would not, in a heartbeat, be willing to lay down his or her life for his or her child? It's that fundamental to us and that, that, that deep to us. We see Jesus kind of acting on this. He is teaching a, in, a, in a crowded house, people gathered around him, listening to him, soaking up his words. And his, his Mary came, Mary and some of his brothers and sisters came. And they're outside and the word comes through the crowd. Jesus, your mom's here. Your brothers and sisters are here. And he says, Who's my mother, my brothers and sisters? It's these people who are listening to me. So he's saying, coming to me entails something deeper than any human relationship. That's a challenging thing. Augustine, who lived in the early church times, 400 or so, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he said, you are what you love. You are what you love. 
And he said, you know, our life is lived out on the basis of these laws. Our, our problem is we, we tend to love too much what we should love less. We tend to love too little what we should love more. And we love the wrong things. We should love the right things. And it's a being aware of our the loves of our life, a rightly ordered life that we can see in our lives. So, and that's what Jesus is saying. Love me more than you love your kids. He's pushing, he's pushing, he's pushing. That we can see who he, who he is. A third thing, verse 38. Whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. In the message of paraphrase, it says, if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, you don't deserve me. The cross. I can assure you, in, in the home of Mary and Joseph, where Jesus grew up, they didn't have a nice little cross on the wall. Why? Well, they knew what it was all about. It was a horrid method of execution. Horrible. And they knew about it. And here Jesus says, whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Oh. I've appreciated what a Bible teacher from the 20th century said, A.W. Tozer. It's really struck me. To be crucified, he says, means first, the man on the cross is facing only one direction. Second, he is not going back. And third, he has no further plans of his own. You get it? Jesus is calling us to look in one direction toward him and not go back to the old life or secondary priorities to make Christ's plans our plans. It's these radical words. Now we have this little saying, we usually say it in um, jest, you know, maybe somebody, um, you know, throws a spoon or accident, you know, something flies up. And what do you, sometimes we joke and say, what are you trying to do, kill me? What does Jesus say? Yes. Yes, I am. Kill your pride. Kill your self-centeredness. Kill your self-absorption. Your self-orientation. Your ego. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, martyr from World War II, said, 
When Christ calls a man, he calls him to come. He bids him come and die. Wow. Bids him come and die. See, Christ modeled this himself, didn't he? Garden of Gethsemane and that, that fast approaching sense of being separated from the Father, something he'd never experienced before from all eternity is coming upon him. And he's wrestling with that. If that's the cup he has to go, that the direction he has to go. And he wrestles and, and finally he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. That's Jesus. But what does he tell you to pray? He tells you to pray, our Father, thy will be done. Fourthly, Jesus says, whoever finds his life, grabs hold of it, yeah, this is what I want. Whoever finds his life will lose it. See how opposite that is to What's in it for me? See, we're bombarded with the opposite message in what Jesus says here. What do we hear? Live for yourself. Watch out for number one. Get all you can and can all you get. What life is all about is all about me. You only go around once, so get all the gusto you can. I know that's really old. <laughs> but you get the, the sentiment of it. He who dies with the most toys wins. I want things my way. So that is our, our perspective. We're dead in our sins. So Jesus says, you can gain it all. Gain everything your heart's desire and end up with nothing. Gain the whole world and lose your own soul. What if I were to say amen and sit down now? <laughs> I'm not going to, because Jesus didn't. Let's pick out four comforting and challenging, I mean, comforting and, and motivating words that he shared to us. Again, verse 39, it starts out, he who finds his life will lose it, but listen to this, whoever loses his life for my sake, for my sake, will find it. The message, a paraphrase again, says, if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me. See, every day we're playing a little game, but the stakes are high. And we use it as a little throwaway line, kind of a joking line. We'll say, you bet your life, you know, about something. You bet your life. But that's what we're doing every day. Through our, through our little decisions that we make, we're betting our life that this is true and that, not, that's not, 
this is not, that's not true. And we're, we're making little decisions through the day. We're betting our life every day on what we hold to be of ultimate importance. Missionary Jim Elliott said this, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Let me say it again. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. You'll find both yourself and me, the paraphrase says. So what's critical here is we look who's talking. That makes all the difference. Who's talking? It's the one who came into this mess of a world for us. It's the one who went to the cross for us. It's the one who died in our place for us and for our salvation. It's the one who's conquered death. It's the one who's ascended on high, who reigns now with nail-scarred hands. See, it's critical. See, look who's talking. Who's saying these kinds of things to us? Whoever loses life for my sake will find it. In verse 40, whoever receives you, this is the second of the four, whoever receives you welcomes you, welcomes me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. Receives him who sent me. See, as we cling to Christ by faith, we're in good company. We're in the best company. God, our Heavenly Father. Paul says in Ephesians, Praise be to the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly places with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Everyone. Peter says it this way, Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has caused us to be born again to a living hope, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Paul says in Romans 5, Therefore, having been justified with, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God, what the human race is, has, has longed for. From the beginning. See, now we can ask, what's in it for me? And you know what Jesus would say? New life. Life abundant and full. Peace with God. Forgiveness of sins. Healing of past hurts. A place of refuge a purpose for living, hope for tomorrow, power to cope with the mess that life is. And on top of all, eternal life. 
with him. He who receives me receives the one who sent me. Thirdly, this little phrase, verse 41, the one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Isn't that interesting? See, God works through the sharing of his word. And so, our regard for the one who brings God's word opens us to the blessing that God has in his word. And you as a calling congregation are in that process of seeking one to come and share God's word with you. And we respect that process and that message we receive from God, that blessing that comes through that word. It's a very practical word that Jesus gives to us. He says, whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Isn't that interesting? Even a cup of cold water, how, what an inconsequential thing will be rewarded. See, we're called to serve. The message paraphrased it this way. I just find it helpful. I don't usually use that, but this is a large work I've called you into, but don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who is thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice. You won't lose out on a thing. See, God assures us. He's, a, he's aware of the smallest sacrifice, the smallest sacrifice we make for him. Whether it's sacrificial giving or sacrificial interaction with another, or taking time, or whatever. He's aware of that. And as somebody said, God is no man's debtor. He will reward. The next day? No, probably not. Next year? No. Might be in heaven. That's, that's God's territory. God's timing. But he says this wonderful thing. Even a cup of cold raw, he will by no means lose his reward. So as I think of this, these challenging words and these comforting words, I was reminded of some words that C.S. Lewis wrote some decades ago. <clears throat> it kind of speaks to the whole subject, I believe. Goes like this. The principle runs through all life from top to bottom. Give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will save it. Submit to death, death of your ambitions and favorite wishes every day. 
and death of your whole body in the end. Submit with every fiber of your being and you will find eternal life. Keep back nothing. Nothing that you have not given away will ever really be yours. Nothing in you that has not died will ever be raised from the dead. Look for yourself, and you will find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ, and you will find him, and with him, everything else. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, each of us has been infected with the WIIFM virus, asking what's in it for me. But you sent your Son, Jesus, who laid aside the glory that was his and came into the mess of this world becoming one of us, giving himself for us, and calling us to be his own, and making it possible for us to be reconciled to you, O Father, for not the present and for all eternity. Oh, how joyous. What a wonderful, wonderful privilege. Lord, may we daily say yes to you, for you have said yes to us by sending your Son among us. Open our eyes that we might see what each day we are betting our life upon. We thank you that you have committed yourself wholeheartedly to us. May do, we do likewise as we walk forward. As we come to your table, O oh Lord, may we come with repentant hearts and hungry hearts. For you know our need and you supply in abundant way now and for all eternity. O oh Father, we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. We thank you for listening and invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmauspasco.org.